Montage Podcast by me, Pat Sugars, live from the Swoon Studio in Shanghai. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen.、Uh, welcome back to Depth Charge, episode 18. Hey, all.、Ooh. Hey, brother. Yep. It's like I've been looking forward to this, as always. Even though the week, the week that passed us by has been a little bit weird for me. <laughs> I had a yeah, weird week. A, f- a failed week. No, there's no、uh, point in mincing my words about it. I think it's failing everywhere <laughs> in the world, man. I, I had mean, a failed week. Oh, and, you know, like the protests and the the, the fucking shenanigans that is going on in Thailand、mm. with the fucking CPTPP and shit like that. And yeah, it's just. Man, everybody is fighting their own fight right now. Every every uh, what uh, what is called citizen in each state are fighting、mm. their own fight. Yeah,、Man. I actually、um, I've I've like been、uh, thinking back and like looking at myself with some my former self with some disdain as well because、um, I you know I studied in、uh, the University of Bristol and Bristol is a place where they had like this protest and they tore down this statue of.、Uh, Edward Colston, this like former slave trader. So,、wow. Bristol, so basically now around the world, a lot of statues are starting to get torn down. Ooh, but it, but、wow. it kicked off. I think it kicked off particularly because of Bristol, the city where I live and love for four years, and it has like a a big black community. Like,、mm. and, um, but it has this. It's because it's a port city. It has this sort of slave trading past,、right. and I. So I hadn't like I'd studied at the University of Bristol, but I, you know, I hadn't. Learned,、um, it, I hadn't understood the history of the place well enough. I、mm. did, I did. I mean, I of course I knew the history of Bristol, and I knew about like a lot of the big houses, etc., were like these former slave traders' mansions, etc. But、mm. I didn't,、um, you know, I didn't realize, for example, that the university I was studying at was set up using sl- slave trading money and this kind of stuff. I didn't know that. Well, how could I? I didn't know that.、Oh. Um, so, like now, the University of Bristol's launched this sort of project to investigate its own past, and they've set up.、Um, <coughs> Shit, that no, they, sounds good. They've actually set up a history of slave, the slave trade、uh, course and faculty,、mm. and I think they're going to sort of. So they ba- basically so many things, so many in the、uh, in so many places in the world are getting re- reevaluated.、Um, You know the call for reparations in many places in the world is sort of getting、uh, mm. pulled up, and、uh, yeah, I, I've had to think about like the fact that、um, uh, the fact that even though I've always like hated、uh, racism, like all, all my life, even when I was really little, I've still been like very ignorant about many aspects of、uh, the history of. Yeah, yeah history people, things. People can. It's not your fault, man. I mean, the society tends to let us think we have put it in the past. Sometimes pa- part of it is education. Like, for example,、mm. um, you know, you grow up. Like, you know, I think it's true. If you grow up in Japan, you tend you、um, sort of China and Korea and places get angry about what's taught in Japanese schools because、uh, they don't yeah, teach、right. the worst parts of、right. you know Japanese. Military history and、mm. and the same happens in Britain. We don't get taught necessarily the. We definitely don't get taught the full history of British colonialism. Well, same here too. You know, you know it's the same in Thailand too. I mean, war, war always bring out the worst in、uh, in in human. Anyways, you know, there's so many history in 
in each uh, state that is you know want to be buried along with the uh, the loser of the uh, the war mm. you know so right. that's that's the way that's the world we live in and but we have to learn from our history and and not repeating it but some <laughs> somehow we we keep repeating in some things maybe we, because it never got sovereign you know well i think like what you just said you have to know your history otherwise you that's definitely right. um I'm not going to get anywhere. Mm. Yeah. Right. Um, so uh, well, we're going to send some support to, uh, you know, the back Black Lives Matter community a little bit, you know, just like a shout out, <laughs> you know, keep fighting the good fight, you know. <laughs> yeah. uh, absolutely. I saw there was a group in uh, Chiang Mai yeah. as well. Yeah. It's spreading. Um, yeah. So um, don't, please don't think that we are neglecting it and, you know, we, we try to, you know show support to humanity as much as we can and even though this is not a political uh what yeah podcast. Uh, podcast we you know we are hu humanity podcast well uh, sure. like, <laughs> but as people have pointed out around here you know it's not just um okay if you are concerned about black lives mattering then you have to also be concerned about um you know in indigenous peoples right, all around the world right, because each right, country right, and each right, place in the world has right. its own history of abusive right. you could call them minorities right. or indigenous right. peoples or right. just there's all sorts of things right. I mean right. so different places in the world have a different relationship right. with this right. this, this is the seed man I mean because you know uh, black lives have been you know been uh, been struggling and I I've been through racist uh, um, situation in my life too But it's, this is not a podcast for me to test, you know, testify or anything. But I, I feel the pain. I know, I know what racism is. I, I, I seen it firsthand. I experienced firsthand, and you know, I understand the aggression that has started this. And, and unfortunately, like not not a lot of people in Asia would would really understand what uh, the things is you know are going uh, on in the state. But but just so you know that you know we we fight with you and we we want justice as well and we we are fighting our own fight here too and you know just so you know that uh, you're not alone and people here are not alone who's fighting for justice as well you know so absolutely the next justice topic well uh, you you mentioned the cptpp yeah. you're gonna have to educate mm -hmm. me on that because is this like a I remember the Trans-Pacific Trade Partnership, but this is like a new or uh, different sort of related. Uh, I'm not sure it's new. I'm, I'm not it's sure the same it's one. The it's same still one. going through. It's, it's still one, being pushed. But we, we, Thailand was never really part of it. Right. We never signed anything with it. Right. The thing is that, you know, there's good side and bad side that they're trying to weigh it in. But from what I've seen, and you guys can, you know, we're not going to talk a lot about it, but I just want, you know, you to decide to see uh, you who listen at home to decide and see like uh, just go search about it about the the Thai uh, parliament decision in in trying to go and and sign and be part of the CPTPP mm. and from what I heard from the from from the farmers the uh, the agriculture Um, yeah, right, agricultural sector. sector yeah, yeah. yeah, they they're not happy with this, and because you know we we're giving up like the the resource of the uh, mm -hmm. the seed that they can you know other countries or other investor from other country 
can have uh, their hands in and they can uh, took, uh, take the research and claim it as their own, even though it's shared, meaning the farmer themselves won't be able to regrow the uh, the seed. They have to buy yeah, the right. seed. Yeah, no, no, I heard right? that's, the, that's the, like the worst. That's one of the worst aspects of these kinds of. So if right, if what if that seed goes to another the another land accidentally? But it's right. that seed. They test out the DNA of that seed. You, they can't sell that. Another big problem. Yeah, right. Another yeah. big problem with these kind of international trade um, treaties, including this one, is that the way that they're drawn up gives corporations the right to sue national right. government. And in other words, right, like right. national governments are not the highest um, arbiters here. So, in other words, you could have the case where a Thai, you could have some situation where mm. Thai farmers. You know, protest to their government, right. and the government doesn't have power to, doesn't even have the power to, um, you know, do, uh, legally to, mm. to legally defeat sort of international trade in right. right. um, trade right. interests right. against their own right. people. Um, right. You know, so it's like you give you giving up a lot, right. uh, a lot's involved when yeah. you sign up to something like this. We are giving up a lot because Thailand has been all, uh, always like stronghold of like protecting our own seeds, uh, uh, protecting our, our own resource so that we, uh, our farmer can get a, a better share, a better fair trade. And but really, the farmer hasn't hasn't been doing that. It seems like the um, there's some monopolized uh, family here, who I won't name, but you know, trying to uh, monopolize the farmers, the seeds for themselves. Anyways, you know, have their own little Monsanto <laughs> organization going on here. Not so little. Not so little, but. Anyway, yeah. this is just like we we just want you guys who who are hearing this to to have a little awareness of what Thailand are going through right now, and uh, I hope we can find a better solution so that uh, uh, the farmer will be you know better taken care of and that people can grow whatever they want and you know have a more sustainable living and more you know better lives and humanities. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so. Uh, what well, we are well that that's a long. We're allowed to talk about whatever we want to yeah. be honest. But uh, yeah. we're mainly going to be talking today about um, we're going to do a second part of um, yeah. music we business. Yeah, I'll try the music business. I'll try to do it. <laughs> There's no try. I will. I will ramble off. Who knows? <laughs> Only do or not. <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Do you have any question for this uh, music business part two? I, I do, but first of all, I wanted to uh, go back to a point that I brought up oh, when we okay. were talking. I, I don't. I, was it last week? I, I think it was last week. Re, it was really recently, anyway. When I mentioned the idea, you know, that um, we, we were talking about band camps, Spotify, mm -hmm. uh, ways for you know right, musicians right, right, to right, to right. earn online, etc. Right. And I was saying, well, maybe it would be a good idea if Spotify, because most artists the vast majority of artists can't really make any money from Spotify the way it is. Mm, true. Um, yeah. It's because it's a subscription service yeah. and subscription-based services, they have their advantages and disadvantages. Some I, call it Uranus system. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep yeah. fucking you in the ass. <laughs> anyway, I don't have... I don't have much confidence. So they've been, they've uh, sort of artists or their unions or representatives have been trying to do a deal with Spotify to get more... 
uh, money for artists, right, out of the subscription. From what I heard in America, the, it's going to the parliament about the streaming fee thing, all those things. But I think they're fighting in court about that right now. It's not but I don't have any hope for that. I tell you why, because uh, yeah, for sure. small artists, it's not sure. going to make much difference. Yeah, it'll it'll still, be the difference between them getting like 37 cents now <laughs> and maybe $3, you know, at some, uh, like in, in, yeah. if it works out. Yeah, it works I, I, that's, out. that's what I would say. I, mean, yeah, I could be wrong. Out. More educated people have to tell me. But right. so, so anyway, this, this I, um, we were talking about, and I hadn't like seen any, read anything about this, but we were talking about, um, wouldn't it be great if, like on Bandcamp or like on, say, iTunes, if um, people want to support the artist more, mm. they could. There was a, like a, a download button, and people could download right, in some ca- right. some kind of high quality format. Right. Or there was some other way for uh, musicians to get money. That's what I was right. suggesting. You know, right. with with a sort of button in right. Spotify. Right. Well, it turns out I was. I just found out that they have one already. They introduced I didn't it. Like know that. they introduced it two months ago. You 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 won't have seen it, and I've never seen it because artists have to sign up for it. And the way that they've done it is on a don- donate basis. Hmm. So basically, you know, if an artist wants to sign up to put a donate button next to their page, hmm. like their main home like base on on Spotify, right. they can they can have it there, and people can donate to them. It may in Cash App, and I forget where else. So it may not be every country yet. That, that may be the thing. It might not be yeah, in Thailand. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, it's not in Thailand because yeah. right now I think there's things about I don't know what the fuck they're doing, man. I well, mean, they they're talking about e-service taxing in in the parliament, and they I don't know, man. It's just it just sounds weird right now. Hmm. It's because you know. I, I, I was bitching you about you know earlier about like how like the government Thai government doesn't mention about the uh, stimulus fund for the musician at all there's mm. no mention about musician artists at all you know they talk about like you know boxing stadium and boxer which in, in fairness yeah we've they, they feel sorry for them I feel sorry for them too but sure. you know they don't even mention about musician who making a living at all and it kind of like make me feel a little bit angry or <laughs> I don't know it's just like I'm, I'm really upset about like and disheartening about you know making music in general you know through this time because of like no support from the government at all you know right I would imagine it's I mean musicians like stand out to me as a, like being incredibly hard hit but it must be all artists you know oh, yeah, artists just, yeah all artists in in every, in every maybe not in every area actually but in many almost, ma- many many areas almost, yeah but sure. musicians yeah it's so dependent nobody mentioned about musician right. only us men- mention about us trying to you know reclaim like some support some some you know and, and that was we, what we were talking about last week you know about you know when art reflect times and how we we need like people to support artists and all those stuff mm-hmm. and i think this is something that is reflecting time too from from the higher power of like hey man <laughs> you know we need we need some sort of support too you know you i mean know? most musicians just have such a, a f- shoot a f- thin thread of attachment to the mm. economy like you know even yeah. though even though they might have like relationships with like venues etc yeah they're pretty they're not like tight always are they not no. like you know what i mean they're no. not there's not like no. protection much no. protection in the whole system i don't see i don't see much places that uh, are tight with the musician at all i mean the only venue few venue i know is like in the Northgate and 
Taipei's and oh, maybe the mellow shift and when we noticed the, the bar that I know that I know we we try to have like a, a close connection with the musician, but I don't see in any other bars that because they have to they have other stuff they have to do. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. But anyway, we try. Yeah. Um, yeah. So basically, Spotify have introduced this and they've taken some flack for it because. Mm. Uh, it looks Why? like well because it looks like it's just a tip jar for musicians. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Which is, you know, not a good look for <laughs> Spotify. Uh, we, you know, we we'll put a tip jar on the on the platform because what we're paying artists doesn't help them uh, to, to get any money. Uh, uh, you, I see you, what you mean. Because it's just a donate donate thing, which is not really what I was suggesting. We kind of like mentioned this, but not, that was not what I was suggesting. I was suggesting a way for buy. people to but, somehow buy. Yeah. What, what something phys, uh, yeah. high high quality downloads or I don't right. know you know even a physical order or whatever. I think physical order they do have it. Do, do they? I do. Uh, I, I to saw Sp- it. Link yeah, to Spotify. You can really. Well, from Spotify you link it to uh, you know other source. Okay, it's I not from you. the Spotify source. Right. They they don't control the the sale of the physical thing or mm-hmm. order the music itself. So yeah, yeah. I, I think it's just this only streaming license that they they have. So I don't even know about this donate button that you're talking about. Like, well, they've done, definitely done it. I've read about it. Um, I just don't know which countries it's working in. Um, and, it, and like I said, it has to be signed up. Each artist has to sign up for it. How much does Spotify take out of the donate uh, box? <sighs> I don't, don't. Well, I would have to guess none. I hope not. <laughs> I don't know. You don't believe that. I don't believe that. Well, everybody, shit at all. All, all the donation platforms take some, to like Patreon. They all take. Um, they all take some. <laughs> of course. Us- usually, it's small. Like Patreon. What do they take? I don't know. Three percent or something. I don't know, man. I, 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 yeah, might take a bit more. We actually. haven't said that up yet. Uh, well, they'll take if they take some. They'll take some. Yeah, well, but, take but some it won't be sure. like. Um, what what are Apple, Apple's like high, isn't it? Like Apple take a thirty percent or something high for something. It depends um, on what it is. Yeah, if, it depends. What, like I heard it's thirty percent for. I know for apps and whatever for like if you're an app maker and you have an app on there, they take yeah. something like that. But that's licensing. I'm not sure if the donates is they don't have a donate button. No, I, yeah, you're right. That's licensing donate. So it's not the same thing we're talking yeah. about. Yeah, I, I, I yeah. so I don't know. I don't know. Well, that's something for you guys to, <laughs> who, who who have music on those kind of uh, things to, to go check it out. I but think. The, like, but the reason I brought this up again is you know because um, like when things are looking so bad for artists, uh, I mean, I, like during this whole like period of uh, yeah COVID, all, all mm. I've seen a lot of artists online trying to stay active, engaging their fans, doing yeah. sort of like these Facebook live streams. Yeah, um, and there's been like. like a few different things I've seen. One is I've seen people trying to produce professional stuff, um, trying to work out how to do things in high quality. True. But then I've seen other like, you know, really big, really big artists just doing it from home, just doing it from Instagram or Facebook or yeah, whatever, true. in whatever quality. Yeah. The most important thing is just being the engagement. You know what I mean? No, Rather but the than big the big artists, like for me, like okay, like I follow Ben Gibbard uh, of the uh, Date ca- uh, Dead Cap for Cutie, and he he. That was a month ago. He did like almost like a month, almost every day. I mean, just playing live from Facebook. Yeah. And the, he has a charity uh, fund going on that he will, you know, donate to other, you know, for the uh, uh, the doctors and all those things. He doesn't ha- 
get any money from the live streaming stuff. So that's that, that's a good cause. I mean, because you're already making money from from other stuff. I mean, yeah, he's not going through a bad time. Yeah, uh, right. But you know, like for artists that are not hasn't breakthrough yet. We just scavenging. Right no, no, no. Now. I, I got you. Yeah, I, I got you. I was just. Um, I understand. There's a huge difference. So yeah, they, like the artists I'm think, thinking of and talking of now, they're still okay. Yeah. I would imagine. You right, know, right. Even though they're stri- still trying to like reach right, out to fans, right. they're still yeah. okay, even if they're not making money yeah. right now. Um, Which is a good way for now. For for that's an, that's a one way of doing music business too. You know, it's like. I mean, we throw out the you know the <laughs> the the icing on the cake on all you know all those things and just get to the point. Like the things that we are doing now, even though it seems like it's for humanity and all those stuff, it's just like it's all marketing, man. Mm-hmm. Right? There's no such thing as bad publicity. Everything is publi- uh, publicity. Yeah. If you want to look into like a more cynical way. Right, it is what it is. I mean, a lot of a lot of music's getting released right now, as much as ever. Maybe I don't. Like, yeah, so, sure. Tons of music is getting released because sure. I'm checking up on it, following it uh, sure. from you know people who've already sort of made have some some profile. Mainly that I've, that that's what I can follow. Sure, um, but sure. you know, not not huge artists for sure. Sure. Well, you got to do what you can, I guess. I mean, for for artists, you know, at, at this time. We just got to do what you can, plan as much as you can, do what you can to stay, survive, and all these things. But, to, you know, but we're here to talk about more insight question, I guess, to, to, to what you need to prepare in, in getting back into the music business. I yeah, think. but, yeah, I got you. But yeah. that, that's why I'm just bringing this up, because, like, I'm, my question for you is, right. like, to what extent? How mu- how much of a social media genius does a musician have to be these days? <laughs> right. It seems like no, because right. I have an answer right, in my right, own right. head, right. and it's like right. it's almost become more important to be a social media genius. Than isn't it, has- it right? It, it seems to be like it. Is is isn't it nerve wracking? I mean, I mean, I know what you you're saying, and you know, and this is just we just met. We don't even talk about this yet, and I know what exactly what you're saying, and it's man. It's, it is it, it's the thing you have to do isn't it mm. to get things out I mean because it's a tool it's a tool that you can't n- neglect social media is a tool and right. it's you can either use it for good or use it for bad it's depend on yourself and you just gotta tackle it and there's always ways like and you know Facebook knows that how important important it is in, in the social part that's why they bought like Instagram they bought WhatsApp what else they bought? They mm. they are in cahoots with YouTube now. They, they bought Virgin. What did they buy? Oculus, didn't they? Yeah, that's really? different. That's different. That's more gaming. Yeah, they bought Oculus. Oh shit! Yeah. I didn't know that. Or that's one of the they, they bought one of the big VR leaders. I think it was Oculus. But if I oh but it, no wonder. But if I'm recently. wrong, if it's not Oculus, it's someone else big in VR. Well, because you know, uh, Facebook just released this like you know gaming uh, channel. Mm. So makes sense. Yeah, sure, sure. So, yeah, that's not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, you know, PS Five just re- just open, just launch. Uh, they they not launch, launch like um, they just released like how it looks and how you know the platform of it and mm. yeah, you know that's one thing. I mean, 
What what about, like do you think there's an opportunity for um, musicians to get in the gaming environment? It we is always an a route it has always been part of the music business to be part of you know gaming. It's always been been uh, parallel to the music industry. Like, like in what way? Uh, soundtracking to uh, to the gaming uh, a game big project. Mm. Gaming they they have levels you know mm. like the big. The big major game, they have a category of like a triple A, so and they have like double A and one A, and you got to work your way up. And triple A is like fucking like millions, like a lot of money, you know, for orchestra and all those kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. like, I mean, when you when you play those kind of game, it's 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 a trip. You know, so that's yeah. I mean, I understood about that. That's always been a part of gaming music, like in games, is it's uh, always yeah. been integral to it. But I was more thinking about like the in-game world, like as a yeah, as a game player, because th- there's all sorts of stuff that's moving into that into that world, into that right. kind of virtual right. world. And uh, I, d- I, I mean, I haven't like, I don't know what is possible to do in like. Games like GTA, or for example, uh, but like, you probably can go to concerts. But I'm just wondering if if there are games with, where people might go to concerts or like like uh, listen to music in there. Uh, you know, recently, like they released, like you know, Fortnite is an is a game that is I think is a first person shooting or something. Uh-huh. I don't play it, but I know it's a thing. And people they release games and have concert in Fortnite. Yeah, this is what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah, so they do it. You know, yeah. like recently, like the tenant, uh, uh, Christopher Nolan uh, trailer was released in Fortnite. Isn't it weird? This is like wow. Okay, you, they try to integrate everything into gaming now. Hmm. Movies, uh, music, sex. <laughs> <laughs> it's always been there. <laughs> yeah, man. Um. Yeah, if you're talking about like here, like video game master use licenses, you know, mm. so you can have like a buyout, meaning they don't pay a unit royalty for sales in the gaming uh, industry. It depends, you know. Um, so obviously, you know, we've talked about this many times, but we. Of course, we like want to get back to playing. Uh, musicians want to get back to playing live in front of audiences. Mm. Uh, I, I personally feel that it's just going to be so. I, it has to. There has to be that. You know, there has to be that uh, in the same room kind of like connection yeah, at man. some point. Yeah, definitely. It's so it's so important. But you know, given this, like what's happened over the last three or four months, like I just think that more and more musicians will try and. Be uh, like diversifying. I don't like that word, but like we'll try and find other uh, other ways. More like we'll try and because it's been for quite a while now since the collapse of the sort of CD and retail, mm. you know, physical m- music mm. sales. Mm. Um, since that kind of collapse of that as a as a big thing, m- most artists have d- depended on live performances, right, right, for their for their living, right. You know, well, that's the model that we we were going to, going to for the last ten years because uh, what the MP3 um, uh, bubble, mm. 
that changed the music industry was like 20 years ago, I think. And yeah, it, it was it 20 years? Yeah, some sort like that. That changed everything. And then we we got back to the route of like making, you know, live show more better. Now the live show has been disrupted. So what is left for for the musician right now is is you know we we have to go into the streaming the the social media platform and all those kind of thing so so now we just have to prepare for like you know how you're going to distribute your music you know it's easier now to to distribute your music true yeah but you you just got to be aware of like now the streaming and the distributor are gonna playing hardball, more hardball for you. But I'm surprised, like they they kind of seem like they understand like the empathy now a little bit. Like TuneCore and CD Baby actually lower their their sign fee. Yeah, yeah. Because I was researching uh, a couple months ago when the COVID started, and they lower it. You know, You're right. So they like they know. Like they know, like a lot of people yeah. are gonna make music, so let's you know, catch, I mean, catch the train, <laughs> the money train. <laughs> well, yeah, but a lot of people have been reducing their prices for uh, COVID for sure, haven't yeah. they? I mean, I, I you know I went down to one of my favorite restaurants the other day. They were offering twenty percent off for takeaway. <laughs> like, oh, okay. oh wow, <laughs> okay. <laughs> there, so, yeah, yeah. Hmm. So a lot to think about. Did that? Did I answer the question you asked? Um, I, I got sidetracked a little bit, just a little bit. I mean, what was I asking? I was asking. I, I was mainly asking. Do you see like other ways that, it, like apart from okay, the, so there's like st- streaming and the stuff that we've had for a while. You know, MP3 sales and music downloads mm-hmm. or whatever, mm-hmm. and then you know, live performance. Right. This is where I'm getting at with this sort of game world thing, or sort of other sort of more interactive experiences do you, do you see other ways for musicians to make money other than what's been going on like say pre-covid yeah I, i'm i'm trying i've been struggling to figure that out for for the last month you know i mean it seems like right now is a perfect time to to plan like what the next move you know because Right now, the industry is in a is in a they call it like what a, a withhold. A withhold. Yeah, like I don't know, like you know, stuck. Mm, okay. Yeah, it's it's like you they everything is stuck. Mm. You know, and <laughs> they're trying to figure out a way how to make that re- revenue from the money from the revenue again, right? The the from the venues and the, all those live shows all those millions are just like poof, gone <laughs> you know million millions of dollars just like <laughs> been putting just vanished for three months you know everything has been canceled all the concert in this in this year has been canceled you know did, did you see that um story about um like paul mccartney not his his concert in Italy in September got cancelled mm-hmm. or something, and uh, the Italian government made a made some kind of law that the concert the ticket holders couldn't be refunded. What? Yeah, they 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 made some they stepped in somehow like they got a government level and said ticket holders couldn't be refunded. They could only get um, like voucher, voucher, yeah, mm, vouchers, vouchers or coupons for. Re- yeah, because it can start like 
It didn't happen here yet. It happened, you know. That's the kind of thing that it's going on with the uh, the the airplane, the aviation kind of thing with the with the Thai Airways. And oh stuff. yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I had like I spoke to people, actual friends who couldn't get refunds and yeah. things like that. Right. Yeah. Well, so many industries are in all sorts of states. They, they never color. talk about us in Thailand. Mm. We don't get any voucher. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, musicians. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. So bars are closing down, and I'm sipping my coffee and watching it burn. Maybe, maybe, uh, <laughs> uh, maybe it would have been a good idea to like have a musicians. Oh no, we wouldn't have been able to. It wouldn't have been allowed, I guess. Where? During the lockdown time, for most of the lockdown, anyway. Do well, you, you know, to go out like, but and busking isn't even properly allowed here, anyway, isn't it? Like, but you, like, what? well, I was just thinking it would have been, it would have been cool during this time if musicians could have kind of busked on the street. Bus, busk, busking. You mean like street playing? Street, street playing. That's like, called busking. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. Well, you know, when you open and get yeah, car yeah, case yeah. on the street, yeah, yeah. or whatever, yeah, yeah. but more, okay, yeah. but more, right? Yeah, okay. Um, but that's generally not allowed in Thailand, is it? Although no. it's occasionally no. some spaces. They do it at the, the walking street. Mm. Yeah. Actually, in Boston, you have to have a license. Mo- a lot of places you do. Like um, yeah. in York, nearest city to where mm. I'm from in England, mm, you right. have to have a license. Most places have you have to. You can apply. Uh, like yeah. if you come into town as a busker, you can mm. apply for You oh. can get a license. It's, I mean, it's pretty much a formality but you have to actually go to an office and oh, okay. ask for it okay yeah that, we don't have that here yeah mm. <sighs> you can talk to Opa about that he's been doing that his whole life yeah <laughs> <laughs> well that wouldn't have worked during the, nothing almost nothing works during COVID very well everything is like forbidden by yeah. the social distancing well, the I'm rules. curious of what you, you you guys at home thinking about this maybe you have uh, some some sort of like plans that a way out for for the artists you know for musician uh, we're talking about music business and seeing like what we can do to help the society the the community here I think well, like you said, the only thing that you'd come up with is to prepare, and we've kind of seen that um, mm-hmm. musicians are starting to record again. That's for sure. Yeah, here. I'm. I'm still working. Thank God. I mean, I'm still working. Uh, you know, for the Northgate uh, production, the album thing. I mean, we can talk a little bit about that. I, I, you know, to get inside of what the music business, in that case, kind of, if you like. I was, I was just kind of generally meaning. It, um, I'd also seen some other musicians like recording around town, different yeah. studios. Yeah, uh, true. So true. yeah, that's one thing that musicians can be doing. It doesn't yeah. not helping them to earn any money right now in the moment, but yeah. like you say, it's at least preparing something for. Uh, yeah. When they can play again, yeah. When you're gonna go to war and stuff like that, you gotta you gotta prepare. You know, <laughs> Peter doesn't doesn't like me to compare it to war, but Peter, yeah, he doesn't like to compare music with you know battling and all those stuff. Mm. I don't. I th- I agree. I mean, music is not really a battle. I mean, we don't we don't really. But some people like to compete. I guess. I, I mean, I don't like to compete with other people. But I like to compete with. Myself is just like to push the boundaries and all those stuff, and so maybe that makes more sense. But 
Yeah, I mean, you gotta you gotta prep. You gotta you gotta get ready for what's to come and try to stay hopeful through this 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 thing that are going through. You know. Mm. Yeah, and we. I'm open for any suggestion. I'm looking, you know. I'm looking each day to see like what people are, are trying to figure out a way for for the musicians. It's really, it's really. I don't know, man. It's just scarce, you know. Scarce. It's scarce, yeah. yeah like it's, I don't see. I keep seeing some stories on the news about like you know. Uh, New York Symphony Orchestras, and they try and put something together online using whatever you know, but it's massive, massive amount of work, and oh, the result man. is like I feel sorry for those. You know, you know classical have been, you know, uh, business has been taking a, a massive hit, man. Yeah. One of the maestros said, like, you know, after COVID, you know, orchestra might be dead. Because they don't know when they're able to come back. Because even though lockdowns are started beginning to end, mm. uh, big concert halls f- f- uh, packed full probably are not going to be allowed. I've seen some suggestions that like maybe um, it's, are cinemas here open yet? Um, I think, I think they is. are, aren't they? they yeah, are. right. But they like have some distancing in the mm. seats, right? So th- that kind of thing might Stupid. happen. Really, like, but really bad. Yeah. Like if you come together, you can sit together. But if you come alone, you have to have like seven seats. You have to have like separate, like seven seat. Really? Yeah, it's weird. It's just weird, man. It's like from what I from what I saw from social media, anyway. I don't know if it's true or not, but it's, mm-hmm. that's what they've been sharing in uh, <laughs> in the theater. If right. you come alone, it's like. You have to have like separate seven seats. Well, I mean, the theaters can, the cinemas can reasonably do it because they're almost never full. What that's one thing. They're mm. they're almost never full anyway, um, and they can manage. So they can manage to make money without the rooms being full. But mm. like, it's different for um, music concerts right. because it makes it much much harder for right. everyone to make the venue, the organizer, promoter, right, the right, artist. It makes right. it much harder if you can only sell half or way less than half. Like imagine if it's like right. way less than half of the seats right. in concert halls or whatever venues. Yeah. That's uh, that's really makes it difficult. Yeah, that's true, man. Yep. Yeah. Well, sorry everyone, we're not uh, inspiring with, <laughs> with <laughs> that. I've never seen LJ like just sitting across me just shaking his head. Yeah, true. Fuck yeah, man, it's sorry, like I, the more we the more the, I'm trying to find you know, before we started, I'm trying to find I didn't find, mean like, to bring you down. <laughs> I was I you know, I, I try you know, because this question I think this questions that I'm asking myself, I think a lot of people at home are trying to I might have the same question mm. and trying to I'm trying to find a way to comfort myself so that I can come for you guys at home but the more I'm getting into this the more I realize how fucked up it is <laughs> and how fucked I am you know and I feel like oh shit I, you know maybe I should just you know do a kumbaya kind of like session and just like holding each other's hands <laughs> around a fucking bonfire and like roast, roasting marshmallow and shit like that <laughs> it's fucked up I don't know, man. Yeah. So I guess we have to figure out this this out together. Mm. So this is more like a, the podcast of like having a topic of, you know, throwing it out there 
and maybe we can help and find a way. Well, I, you know, I personally think we're gonna have to. Um, I, I don't see it. Unfortunately, like I see so, so many different results, but I don't really see it happening. But we have to be a little bit grown up about risk because, mm, as someone as someone has said, you know, like for example, in the beginning of um, the whole COVID thing, it it made sense to be really cautious because it looked incredibly bad. It has it has been incredibly bad. I mean. Uh, many people have lost their lives and it's destroyed the economy. But it, the reason mm. for the extreme precaution in many places, some places weren't so cautious, maybe, um, has been that uh, it, initially it was thought it would kill a lot more people, that the right, mortality right. rate would be much higher. But if, so for example, if after enough time has passed and it's like pretty clear just that it's okay, so it's, it, it is clear to me at least. That it's um, much more deadly than a regular regular flu, mm. but you still have to like put it in perspective. It's not as deadly as road traffic accidents in Thailand. Yeah. It's just not that deadly. <laughs> so you have to. We all of us in societies we accept risks all the time, every day. Yeah. Some of us drink too much. That's a risk. People die all the time <laughs> of drinking too much, and that true, goes to hand in hand with drinking and driving and dying too much yeah uh, so there's all sorts of risks that we all take all the time yeah we need to come like quickly in my opinion to a point where we can put this in perspective if we can quali qualify what the risk is yeah and then say all right w if we can mitigate this by wearing masks when we have to find what if, if it if we can you know if we can have proper contact tracing or what, whatever, so that if there are um, sort of spikes, gr groups of cases, we can like close it down really, really quickly. Yeah. You know, uh, someone like Vietnam did a fantastic job of like shutting it down before it even got started. Yeah. And other yeah. countries like uh, South Korea, they had like these spikes coming up, but they yeah. closed them down again really yeah. quickly. Yeah. I'm, I'm fine for that. But if in terms of like general, uh, we're not we're not going to open up the whole world until this is completely 100% gone away. That's going to destroy. I mean, we, we yeah. can't think like that because we take all sorts of risks all the time. We get on our yeah. cars and motorbikes and yeah. cross the roads and, yeah. you know, get take other health risks. Yeah. People, all yeah. sorts of health risks. We eat shitty food and take health risks every time we, every time we eat shitty food yeah. and people, a lot of people eat yeah. really shitty food. True, if, you know, I'm not talking about people who can't afford things. I'm talking about people who out of their choice mm. you know eat heart attack food mm. there are risks true man cigarettes and whatever there are risks it's so true it's so true and that's yeah man we just we just gotta realize like I think Thailand are realizing that now and they're trying to get everything back in normal as fast as they can you know and I, I hope it you know we can find a you know, some way to get through I, this. I guess, like, it seems to me, obviously, that they're, like, planning and hoping that um, uh, for the for the end of the year for things to come back online, including, like, as much tourism as possible because yeah. that's a huge... Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, music, nightlife and musicians are heavily involved in that tourism sector as well. I mean... Yep. Yep, yep, yep. We can only hope that things are uh, back online then. I... Hmm. Or that uh, I personally think that um, it will. There, there won't be. I don't know. That's ridiculous. I'm not no health expert. I I uh, I think that um, countries will learn to manage any sort of like uh, second waves. I think mm. you know because I don't think this kind of um, uh, the the 
epidemics of the past, like Spanish flu or whatever, that people look at these like second waves. Mm. Uh, back then, they didn't have the ability to do quick to to do testing in the way that we have now. So right. ho- hopefully, we have the ability to do things like stop second waves. Mm. But anyway, we've gotten way off topic. We're we just we just at <laughs> a loss to work out how to bring the music business. <laughs> well, this is <laughs> how it is. How, well, because you know, uh, COVID has uh, affect everything so much, and even though we talk about any topic, it's always you know right now mm. at this period of time, it just you know it's just coming in, coming well, in, well, coming uh, in. Well, let's give people a break. Let's talk about some other aspects of the yeah, uh, music yeah. business that um, don't have to re- rely on. Uh, Yeah, what we've been talking about. Right. So, yeah. Know your contract. Know your contract. Yeah, know your contract. To label or not to label. That's probably not the question anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> you know, those are the things that I I think people are not are not paying attention enough. They don't really know the contract of. Things that you are clicking or signing mm-hmm. with the distributor, licensing. Licensing is a big part in today's world that you really need to, you know, take in like really understand what are you giving up and what are you getting, you know. So, like, you may not need a label. Like, if you're able to prom- self promote, if you're able to self publish, sure, sure. these these days you may not need a lo- label, right? Yeah, right. You you have to know why you want the label, mm-hmm. or why not. You know, if you want more easy, like more like publishing, and you need that kind of area, and you're willing to give, uh, you know, a lot some of the uh, the revenue and all those things. Yeah, you go with the label. What about like um. If you care about global reach, this kind of thing. Yeah, sure. I mean, but to be honest, man, I don't know. I don't know. Like global reach, if you good enough, like it's hard for Thai people to to for for us Thais to think about that. But we can because a lot of there's some Thai artists that are already you know globally renowned in the indie scene, like global indie scene. So it can be done. Do you think they? But they did it with a la- without a label. Without a label. Um, so, because I was just thinking, you know, you might have. Uh, Is their own label? You can create yeah, your own label. Yeah. Label. Right. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I was just thinking, like, back to the social media thing as well. You know, if you had a, if you have success, like in your local, you know, in your own country on social media, uh, promoting yourself, mm-hmm. that can be a huge, a huge part of it. But then, may, but then the step to take it globally m- may be a Always. totally different step. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's about growing, right? But you, as you grow, you start with yourself. You find the right people, and then you you grow with them. And you, as you go larger, you 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 know you fill in that void that you don't have, and you make yourself like bigger, bigger, and. You know, become a more uh, uh, a group of people that a, uh, a, a product that you know generates uh, money. That's what it is. You know, you that we're talking about music business, and you know, it's always involved around that. Mm. Um, we did a podcast on st- starting a band. Right. Do, do you think uh, most bands are 
will survive this? Uh, like, will most bands like come out still as bands, uh, come out of this and start playing again? Or do you? Th- Uh, mm, depends. Well, because well, like I was, it just popped into my mind that um, mostly bands would form because musicians have the chance to sort of hear each other play, right? Mm. And in, like interact in in gigs in that right, in gig right. environment, right. and that's how like a lot of bands kind of spark right. off. Yeah. So this is like a weird time in that probably no, probably probably very few new bands have been like forming. Mm. And, you know, um, true man. It's it's yeah. It's it's really hard to to form a band at this time because you can't really re- rehearse, right? So, a lot of uh, solo artists are are popping up and all those stuff. Definitely, mm. right? Yeah, the so the solo. Uh, yeah, I, I, I've seen a lot of solo stuff lately, and that seems to be so yeah. the people who've uh, survived like quite well are done done okay. You know, yeah, have been more this kind of yeah. online social people. Yeah. Solo people. I think people will get more used to that, but I think bands are just great, you know, to to have a more collective uh, input, and it's just a great experience to to have a band, you know. And if you can do solo, you do solo. There's there's a perk in, you know, pros and cons of going solo, and there's a book about it: going solo or going as a band. You know, there's just two different paths that has. Each of their own perks. Yeah. Digging into those points you just raised about like uh, licensing and stuff, contracts. Mm. So, how do people like specifically if people have never read those things before? How do they manage that? Uh, show, them, show them to friends who have seen them. Or uh, contract can be tricky. You can ask lawyers about it, and licensing is depend on like the the music that you distribute it through, and you give them. Uh, The the right licensing rights of collecting the money for you and you know they now it's easier back before like ten years ago it's the things that you know like if you sign with this publisher they also have like a licensing company that they go through and you know they try to track down that that you know the the codes that is in the track and all those stuff so now it's easier you know. But the money is it's not make it's not generating that much money because it's just more like ex- for exposing now. But if you're a YouTuber, right, you make more money now than musician, and you can, you know. But you do need music, so sometimes there's a free, free license music that they use through the videos, the videos, and all those stuff. So. The world is changing mm. more towards like you know the, that fucking you know influencers, <laughs> and you know it's more like being becoming more like an Instagram models and all those kind of things. So pictures of uh, like like I said last time, visual arts are, are playing a big part. Visual are more important than. than And mm. sounds now, but but it, you know it like when you, for example, you you take out a phone mm. and you put like you look at the photos or you look at the videos that grow through the social medias. You have like a tap button that mutes and unmute. Yeah, and sometimes there's words just go through the the video, so you don't even have to hear the sound. 
Yeah, so you can see now the world gravitates more about visual more than sounds, which is kind of nerve-wracking for for musicians a little bit. Uh, true. Yeah, but like that's um, that's something we've all become like addicted to and do do a lot. But I listen to um, a podcast called The Happiness Lab, mm. and basically we do all we all do this. But all the research shows that it's making us miserable, mm. um, and it's not. Yeah. So that's not we we're doing all of this stuff, and it's like people get out there, and it has an impact, and it spreads, and whatever, and people are always on their phones. It's you know it's addictive, but it's it's not um, leading to sort of like good experiences and happiness. Whereas mm. music, uh, music, uh, the experience of listening to a whole song, or the experience of being at a whole concert, that does right. That does bring something fulfilling. Right. That's why a lot of musicians now go into depression. You know, the one who plays live gigs all the time. I was, I was, you know, I'm meeting a lot of bands now, and I can see like. The pure joy of like playing together, you know. Nobody's bitching about coming and seeing each other. You know, it's just like good times. You just like come and play, in even though it's just for a short period of time. But playing playing music really does bring a new, a new you know, different kind of energy that you can't experience through screen. Have you been playing a bit lately? I mean, with with a uh, like rehearsing or whatever. I. I'm just there. I'm a producer, so I just go okay. there and listen. Yeah, I but I, I see the band. I can see like the energy and the concentration. You sense it. You know, mm. it's not the same of like watching it in the video or just hearing through your ears. Yeah, it's right. like you. That's the that's the beauty of like being able to 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 enjoy live music, and I don't want anybody to forget that. You know, sometimes we always forget like these important things of like. Experience with your the touch the 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 feeling of like the body that you know the aesthetic the you know everything that goes through that moment in time the energy and you can't you can't undervalue that just through watching YouTube. I mean that okay. I understand like you know watching things through internet is like makes you. Uh, Learn something faster, fifty uh, years, and you just compile it into like fifty minutes, right? It's the 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 information is so vast, but you can't you can't compare that with the experience of like being able to like handshake a musician, or you like you meet like Herbie Hancock and you get to like shake hand or shake Korea, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just so different. Um, how about? What the relationship between um, you know bands or artists that have made it had some success already, and those like coming up, like mm-hmm. do you uh, if you had much? Exp- I mean, I you like you play mentor to many many bands, and mm-hmm. you're trying. You've always mm-hmm. been trying to do that. Mm-hmm. But have you been the recipient of that as well? Uh, is that and is that a, an important part of like understanding the music business and how to make it? You mean like uh, have I been part of the? Well, uh, okay. Well, let me just think. Um, well, okay. I'll give you an example. Um, you know, e- ETC is a band that I know mm-hmm. of from Chiang Mai right. that like got some success, and yeah. then like some other bands that I've known. You know, when they wanted to find a label or mm. you know, find a producer, or whatever they would like, they 
if they know ETC or people in ETC yeah. that they can kind of yeah, try, tr- yeah, yeah. F- try and find a connection that yeah. way yeah. or get some support yeah. that way. Yeah. Is that being, what you, is that happening a lot? Uh-huh. No, no, no. It's 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 not really like ETC has a, uh, their own label now. Ah, uh, right. I didn't know that. Yeah, I, but I knew that they'd um, change. You know. Yeah. yeah. But they grow. They grow through like you know from a band that is just like a college band, and then they grew into like a sensational national wide band. You know. Now they have their own label. They've been in a big label. They came out the big label. Have their own label. Mm. Been been in a sub label. They're making their own bands. Uh, I mean, they they they're making their own. You know, trying to find their own gigs, have a, another deal gigs. You know, live show gigs with another company, and you know, it's just it's just vast. Yeah, it's just different. They're a major band. Mm. Yeah, for sure. I, I was just you know I was just thinking about like the, how yeah, musicians can in these different positions can help each other or, mm. or get help. You know, the the Beatles did that famous thing. Uh, you know, I don't know if other bands had done it before the Beatles, but they they tried to. It did, mm. They closed it down, but they did it. You know, they set, basically set up this, I guess that you would call it, like these days you would call it something like a startup fund or a fund, uh, <laughs> a crust cedar or something. <laughs> For, you know, they basically set up this fund, had this budget, and said anybody can come if you've got some music or you want to start a band mm-hmm. we'll come and help you start this kind of thing uh, what, I'm, what I'm trying to get is that I'm just trying to get at in the music business if you're trying to get somewhere mm-hmm. how, how important is it to be able to uh, have a connection with, with your peers who are, are the group generation or some people that have gone ahead so of you so important so important now peers now it's more important if you connect with your fans. Right. That's the most important. That's why bands like EDCs or major bands are able to have their own, uh, you know, way of finding uh, gigs because they have fan base. So fan base has, all been, has always been important. And it's more important now than ever to have like a more close, more close interaction. Now the gap has been broken because like you can get closer to that uh, your your artist that you like because of you know your devices. But like before, mm. you don't have like you know this. You have to read through gossip papers. You have to read through some paper or something. You know, or see on televisions, and now it's not the case. You can see your artist every time. That's they, one good thing you can say for social media. You know, I mean, for what for whatever it is, you know, connecting with uh, yeah. the artists that you love on social media, it's yeah. better than the gossip papers. Yeah. I definitely. Mean, like you know, like now in COVID, like you, uh, like Ben Gibber was doing, or even Chris Martin, Coldplay, was doing a live show, and people can just comment, and he reads your comment. Mm. Before, it's like, you gotta send, like, fucking fan letters, and you don't know, it was like, you know, and we're gonna get there, or something. Yeah, right. You know, it's, it's just, the world is moving so fast, man. So fast. Still, Still, there's some good people that are trying to give back, you know, and yeah. So I guess that's one way of putting it. <laughs> yeah, man. Mm-hmm. <sighs> um, well, have you got any other aspects of the music business you want to look at? 
Well, there's more, but I think I'll keep it. I'll I'll put this for now, for this part two, and I think as we learn more of how to deal with, or if you have any question, you know, you guys at home have any question, try to you know list it down. I'll try to gravitate or try to research more what or make it more clear. Oh, uh, Raphael sent me a message. Raphael, oh. French Raphael. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he really liked uh, the vibe of our concept of our <laughs> podcast. Oh, thank you. Which I'm pleased because I knew I I thought oh when he said that, you know, because he's he loves to be uh Thai people would call it Guantin. <laughs> like he, and he so I <laughs> It, he thought, you know, like the energy of this podcast was a little bit. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, yeah. I don't know. Quentin's the right word, but you know what I mean. Sure, uh, sure. Yeah, it's like cam, smart uh, ass, and, smart ass, yeah, or something. We, yeah, you know, be silly. Yeah, yeah silly. We, we like yeah. we like that. I mean, you know, we we play hardball sometimes. I play mm. hardball all the time. We become blue sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks. Thanks for that. Thanks for that, Raphael. Appreciate yeah. it. Ava too. Ava really like uh, the like the slow progress thing, and she wanted to pass on, you know. Ah, you okay, know. cool. Yeah, she, she, yeah. We're getting some good feedback. Thank you so much, guys, for for helping us, and at, you know, we we really appreciate how you you support us, and we try to make it more interesting as time goes and you know try to support you guys in a way that you know that we can do this podcast yeah i, I guess we can like uh, do a little bit of um promo uh, we met, we've mentioned before probably but like so we will at some point or other we'll do uh, a really cool podcast on the history of the north gate right yeah so i'm looking forward to that yeah. like it, but it'll be something uh much more um worked out and researched and yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah, that will be a good one. I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, we'll save soon. it for some special number soon, or something. Soon, soon, yeah, we'll plan for that, and we have some plan to go on. Uh, the daily, the daily uh, depth charge will come soon as I try to uh, find a way, find a way to to make it right for me. You mm. know, if you have a good name for it, please share. Right now is daily. You can uh, go and <laughs> record it from inside of a cave in the mountain or something like yep. that. Yep, definitely in my man cave. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know. I I need I need some of that just to you know have more motivation in my life. <laughs> All right, so I'll leave you to this. All right, uh, thanks everybody for listening. Thank See you, so you next time. Okay, until next time.